You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Pia. You made it. I hope this works. So, um, I can can start talking. while our very graceful host for today's live stream, Pia, is uh, taking care of all of the technical um, logistics. Um, We are celebrating our 50th podcast episode. Of course, this is going to come out as a podcast as well. And we are live on Facebook. As every time, as we do every time when we have to, when we have something to celebrate. So, um, thank you so much for joining us, whoever is watching, and thank you for listening in when you do on your podcatcher. Um, yeah, it's a party. Ooh, Chef is drinking beer already. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Big yours. <laughs> <laughs> and cheers. <laughs> so, first of all, um, I would like to review a little bit of our 50 episode podcast 50 episode long podcast (laughs) we've been doing this for two years already and it's been so much fun um obviously it's even much more fun when um when everybody out there enjoys it and when uh, people out there um recommend us that's the word recommend us on twitter on facebook so keep recommending us thank you so much for that and um I don't think we um I can never choose favorites so I don't think I can choose a favorite podcast episode but we have been doing so many amazing topics and we have had so many amazing guests that I think we should uh just take a little take a short look at at the past the past 50 episodes of our podcast damn we're in the middle of the podcast now I can't get a beer Right. You can. If you, you have can. One, just, just one after the one other. Maybe you go first and then I go grab my beer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Meanwhile, Steffi can tell me what's the podcast episode that has stuck in your mind. The first you can think of. First I can think of. Um, I think it's gender equality. That was very, very interesting discussion for me. Also that sustainability podcast. I I have to say I prefer sounds maybe a little bit <laughs> awkward but I prefer this discussion podcast between us three because I think we all have very interesting thoughts and some topics and I I just love it to discuss it with you and so it's a very good platform just also for myself to talk with you it's it's a reason to have a discussion with you <laughs> and that's what I really really enjoy yeah <laughs> Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> what is yours? I'm right now scrolling through our um, our podcast episode list <laughs> on our website. And I think everyone is very... Uh, every episode is a special episode, so to speak. But I think... Um, I think the fact that we can um, be all over the world and keep doing the podcast is is the best thing. I remember when Pia and I went to Dublin 
on vacation for a weekend and uh, we were able to, to do the podcast there and Cheers. we had Nadia as a guest and it was so much fun. <laughs> Cheers. So uh, that was a very special uh, special one for me, I think. Yeah. Sophia, what's the first episode of our podcast that comes to mind when I ask you um, which one, I don't know, which one was special? I think the Nightwish episode. Yes, that was a very nice one too, yeah. To discuss all of the history of this band that's so special for us, that was really cool, yeah. And it was the first one that was very long. I think we talked about 90 minutes. Uh, no, I think even longer. I think it was two hours. <laughs> Maybe, but it was definitely longer than we expected. Yes. If uh, if you, whoever you are listening to this out there and listen to the whole Nightwish episode, please leave us in the comments. <laughs> leave us a comment. <laughs> you are our heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm gonna get myself a beer as well. So now, now. Salut! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's 1.30 p.m. here in Ecuador, and I'm already drinking beer. That's a great start for the <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> I'm so. <laughs> so uh, we have a topic for today. Besides yeah. uh, reminiscing about how wonderful these past two years of making a podcast have been. <laughs> The topic is um, the founding of Metal and High Heels and its history. Yes! <laughs> Because we're doing this podcast since two years? One year? <laughs> I don't know. Two, two years. years. The podcast um, has been on air for two years. But the magazine uh, has yeah, been yeah. online for almost six years now. Yeah. We started in 2013. At the Metal Female Voices Fest in Belgium. Yes. Yeah. Um, we could just tell the story of how we met, or should we start with the with the moment where we had the idea, or what's the plan? I think we should uh, tell everybody how we met. People probably know already. Some people probably know because I think we have told this story. Um, but it's a cool story, so go ahead, tell it. <laughs> Um, we met at uh, Rock, Hard, Rock Hard magazine. Um, both of us were doing a, an internship there. I think you've been there for already not one year, but it was more than half a year. And I joined in June 2011. Um, and then we worked together for, I think it was only four weeks. You were not there the whole time. You you stopped your internship while I was there. Yes, because I had started in November of 2010. And then I stayed for like nine months. <laughs> but internships are actually only like three months long. But I just stayed there and kept working there. And uh, when you started, I was already almost finished with my internship, but we went together to Rock Hard Festival mm -hmm. in Kirchen And then, um, yes, and then we didn't really have, uh, we didn't really work together much. No, um, 
but we kept in touch. We went to some parties together <laughs> because I um, I didn't live in Dortmund back then. You you already lived there, but I came from Hamburg. My university back then was in Hamburg, and I stayed at a friend's place for the two months that I was working at Rockart Festival, uh, Rockart Magazine. <laughs> um, Yeah, and so I didn't really know many people in Dortmund, and so I was very happy that you <laughs> spent time with me <laughs> and took me to the cool places of the city. <laughs> yeah, that was a very cool time. It's so long ago, mm -hmm. eight years ago. <laughs> yes, and then shortly after that, um, they founded Metal 4. Metal 4 was a, an online magazine in Germany, um, that was that started with Metal for Bremen, so um, they focused on local bands and concerts in Bremen only, and um, all that stuff. They they wanted to build more of this city-based online magazines, and they also wanted to to combine them in one. Uh, how can you say that in English? <laughs> A mother, yeah, a mother magazine, and then <laughs> the sub magazines for the cities. <laughs> you say Mutterkonzern in German when you have a, a head of something, and then the um, the brands <laughs> that belong to the big one. So <laughs> that's what they wanted to do. A network. They asked both of us if we want to join them. So you were part of the Metal for Ruhrpott crew. And I um, I started the Metal for Hamburg magazine. And that's why um, we we also went to other festivals together to report for the um, oh. for the Metal Four magazine. But I think the Metal Four magazine started in October 2011. And um, I already was, or I Before I worked for Metal 4, I worked for Power Metal DE. And I already said I will go to the Metal Female Voices Fest and report from that festival for them. And I think you reported for the for Dark Feather magazine. So that <laughs> so we um we both got accreditation for that festival and we went there together in 2011. And I remember that it was so cold and we slept in my car <laughs> and we hated ourselves for sleeping in the car and we we had a lot of alcohol to survive. <laughs> I think we only stayed one night or two nights and we left on Sunday evening already on the last day of the festival because it was so cold. And I remember that we wanted to, or we we had a shower at the camping um, camping area of the festival and they only had cold water <laughs> so we were like oh come on let's get a hot shower <laughs> and then it was only cold water i don't remember that part because i wouldn't have showered if it was cold you showered <laughs> i remember you in the in the cabin next to me and you were screaming <laughs> but i remember steam coming out of those cabins Yeah, but I don't know why. Maybe the people. But when we entered the shower, a guy came out and he was like, he was shaking. And then we said, okay, but it has to be warm water. Let's just go in there. And we 
we took the shower at the same time. You had the cabin next to me and I heard you scream because the water was so cold. I was like, no, I don't want to turn on the shower now. <laughs> I remember the drive back to Germany after Metal Female Voices Fest in 2011 was also a little bit of a nightmare because we didn't really have a GPS and we were so tired and 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 in a bad mood because of the cold and the bad sleep and ah it was just it was just awful going back but after that uh mental four went on for a little bit and i think Uh, we did a lot of uh, a lot of interviews that year or the year after that. We went back to Metal Female Voices Fest in 2012 again for Metal Four, I think. And there, mm -hmm. we did a lot of um, a lot of interviews with different bands. Yes, that's true. I think that's how it happened. And you can all uh, you can still watch them on YouTube. Yeah, we uh, the magazine Metal Four was in German, so we did some interviews in German and some, of course, in English, and it was really cool. Um, And, but shortly after that, we started talking about uh, starting our own thing. Also because uh, Metal 4 wasn't going very well, the, the local magazines weren't producing much content, I think. Metal4.de in general was quite good, I think. But the local, the smaller magazines weren't really, um, weren't really making it, so... Um, Yeah, so we wanted to do uh, something of our own and we were thinking about uh, how about we do something that we would like to read, something that that we would like to um, to consume ourselves. So a magazine, a metal magazine for women, but that also uh, mixes all of our other interests because female metalheads have other interests as well. Like we have... Um, We like to go to the movies, we like to watch series, we like to play games, uh, video games, and read books, and whatever. So we wanted to put it all together in one magazine, and we started talking about how we, how it would look and how we could do it, and, um, and so slowly it all came together, and it, it was a lot of preparation. We actually did did some work <laughs> before before launching Metal and High Heels. The name was also, finding the name was also very special because we wanted to uh, to express exactly those those two sides of, of our magazine. The fact that it was for women, about women in metal, and also the fact that it's, I mean, it's heavy metal. That's what we live for, more or less. So Metal and High Heels was born because high heels was or 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 the shoe the high heel was something that could really um visualize like the feminine side of um ourselves <laughs> that was fun preparing everything to to launch uh the magazine back in 2013 so i asked my um my best friend who's a graphic designer i asked her to Uh, design us a logo with all of these elements. The first logo was huge. You can probably still see it as a as a Facebook cover on our on our page on our Facebook page, Metal and High Heels. And um, is it there? I think so. And and it's it has like 
the name and around it the name that we have kept and around it there's a microphone and the shoe and the lipstick and those were all of the elements that we thought that described metal and high heels very well and so we wanted to make a big event out of the launch of the magazine and um, be us back I hope so <laughs> I heard everything that you said oh okay. that's great and so um, when Metal and uh, pff, well when Metal Female Voices Fest came back around in 2013 we thought what better way to uh, launch this magazine um, than there and doing reporting about metal uh, female metal ah metal female voices fest and <laughs> reporting about it and doing interviews there and um yeah that was a, a great big party that's also where our um famous yellow backdrop uh came to life yeah i still have it and um we thought about letting it's letting the singers sign it too late now some of them are missing but i think at the very first festival we thought about okay yeah let's let's get the autographs from all of the singers oh that's, that's true and you still have it yeah at your home i have it <laughs> i maybe somewhere we should just grab it yeah for another event i <laughs> thought about putting it somewhere on my wall and use it as a as a background for videos like this but people can't see me anyway so <laughs> it doesn't make sense um yeah then you were just talking about how we found the name and to be honest the name is the thing if you would ask me what i would change if i if we would start anew then i would definitely change the name <gasps> okay why, why? <laughs> Um, because of two things. First thing is that we also had the idea it could be a kind of trademark to walk around in high heels. Um, that's basically okay, but uh, especially I am I'm one meter eighty, and when I walk around in high heels. Um, people always say something they always comment and that is so annoying <laughs> and the other thing the problem <laughs> and the other thing is that um, it might indicate something wrong because if you go to youtube and you just type metal and high heels then you find so much porn <gasps> <laughs> okay yeah Maybe, maybe we are just a porn magazine, but no one knows. Huh? Secretly porn. <laughs> well, no, I don't think so. But I maybe. don't know. Um, I have no idea for a better name. So I don't know. Back then, I thought it was a very cool idea. I still think that the basic idea is very good. Um, but now, if if I could change it to something better if i had a better idea i would do that okay yeah well it's too late <laughs> <laughs> and the logo is so cool so um <laughs> i love it back to the story yes um 
So that was in 2013, and we started with our uh, now famously known <laughs> um, interviews with uh, interviews at festivals with women in metal, and um, that was quite cool. Yeah, we had we had so many interviews at the first edition, and the year after there was also a Metal Female Voices Fest still. I think the third... No, we had three years in Belgium. I remember that we had those balloons to celebrate our third anniversary. Yes. And at every edition we had a lot of interviews. It was a marathon. <laughs> Especially the post-production. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of work, people. Appreciate us. <laughs> um, yes, we also uh, we asked things like um, cooking recipes, and we asked Marco, uh, not non Marco, Alex, Alex from Alex. Lee's Eyes. We asked him about hair care tips, and what else did we ask? We asked so much fun stuff. We also asked VK Lin for hair care tips because she. She always dyes her hair. Yes. And I think she told us about a kind of mask for your hair or stuff like that. And she also said that was very cool. Um, don't care so much about your hair because it can fall out. That's the worst thing that can happen. And then you can wear a hat. <laughs> or wigs. Yeah. Okay. That was amazing. That was so empowering. It was like hair grows back anyway. So diet. Do it what do whatever you want. <laughs> diet. Got it. Let it grow. Do whatever you want. And I was like, yes, I will. <laughs> I like my hair. But you I don't want to kill it. You cut it I think one year back, two years back. Yeah, and look how long it is already. We already talked about sexism back then at the Metal Female Voices Fests and how the singers are affected and especially um, I think the Diabolus in Musica vocalist told us that many people think she's the merch girl or somebody's girlfriend or whatever. Subaroa, yeah, could be. I think many of the of the singers have told us stories like that over the years because it's a recurring theme that we have always been asking about because it's so important to me at least <laughs> and yeah it's it's been something that we have been discussing um or that we discussed um, more so in the first years of metal and high heels after that i think we also evolved into asking about other uh, serious topics um We've been talking a lot about politics in the last two years, maybe. We've been talking a lot about... Um, technical, technical stuff, business. Spotify. Yeah, music business and uh, stuff like that. So it is, it's been a very cool experience to, to be able to, through um, our magazine, get to know so many people, so many interesting people, get to... And to talk to them about all of these topics, um, more so through the podcast, because when we did our interviews, we mostly did them um, live on festivals or at concerts. And the podcast has also given us a chance to do uh, interviews long distance, um, 
you know, through video chat or um, or internet call or whatever. And that has opened a lot of borders, so to speak. We have interviewed some smaller bands from the US, um, thanks to that compilation that you wrote about, Pia. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And um, yes, and so um, in 2017, we had already uh, celebrated our last Metal Female Voices Fest. We had already celebrated three years of Metal in High Heels and uh, the podcast boom had come to Germany as well. So Pia, when they told me, uh, let's do a podcast. And I was like, that's what I wanted to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to go, <laughs> I don't want to stop your enthusiasm, but I want to go back to th 2015. <gasps> okay, sure. <laughs> to the Rock Arts Festival. Yeah, no, Festival. I, can, I can repeat my, my happiness. That's fine. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, While we were still working for Metal 4 um, in the beginning, I think Metal 4 went down in 2016 or late 2015. I'm, I think late 2015, it has to be late 2015, yes. Um, and we started doing, um, yeah, we did all this, um, all this, video interviews for the Rockarts Festival. They all went online on the Rockarts YouTube channel. No, they are on the Metal 4 YouTube channel. They all went online on the Metal 4 homepage. Um, we did a lot of them in 2012 when we started the whole thing and we kept doing this until 2015. Um, and that was the year when you were there, I was there, we, we did some lovely interviews And we also met somebody. <laughs> oh, of course. Oh, my God. How could I jump that fast? No. <laughs> and I, I instantly fell in love with that person when she said, oh, I want to go hiking. And I said, please wear a hat. She said, I don't have a hat. And I said, you can take my cowboy hat. <laughs> okay. I, I still have this memory that. of Steffi with my cowboy hat. And it is just so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't remember to be honest. You between all these other guys, I went there almost alone. Of course, to write for also for Metal Four. But I didn't knew didn't know almost well, no one. <laughs> It was just like um yeah, their names, their faces, but there were no friends of mine. And then I saw you there, two girls to normal girls to be a little bit mean <laughs> sorry uh, I take this as a compliment, compliment. everything but normal okay <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry we're just um, I didn't understand well not, just Them. not not my case <laughs> not my friends and um, yeah And then I saw you and it was just like, oh, hmm, interesting. But yeah, don't know them. I don't know. I, I just do hear my own thing and so on. And somehow we just get in touch. We talked. I think what it was about LARP, Love Action Play. Kiki, 
you and I, yeah, we talked about um, sexism in that in that topic, lab, because that was the time I I did it a few times, tried it out, and um, yeah, then I I noticed, I don't know the second or the third lab that they had a little sexism problem in my eyes and I felt uncomfortable there because of some situations and so we yeah we got to talk about that and we realized I think that uh, yeah okay we have just same thoughts about the topic and we've got the same interestings and we both or all we three see there are some problems And do not want to to think that it's normal. That, yeah, I don't know, just a feeling of a girl in a in a scene where just more more men as women. That there's some strange situations and we have to talk about it. I think that was the moment we thought, yeah, that. That could fit. <laughs> <laughs> the beginning of a great relationship. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm remembering all of all about that festival now. It <laughs> was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was uh, good times. Good times. Um, summer festivals in Europe are are always amazing. Uh, Rock Hearts is also very special because it's not so huge, but still. There are two stages with very big bands, and um, and that year, I remember also, uh, Steffi, I think also we bonded over going to see Elevated together, which Bia can't stand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, nice. and I think even Epica, did, did Epica play in 2015 yep, yep. In, at Rock Hearts? Because, yep, yeah. yeah. Because we also went together to see them, and it was like, yeah, cool, Steffi likes the music I like. And on the last night, uh, Pia had already left, and uh, Steffi, you and I were, uh, went partying together, and uh, that was like, so cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and also, I remember, I mean, um, you won Pia over when you said you went, you wanted to go hiking, And I think you won me over when you went to drink some ficken with me. <laughs> <laughs> There are not many people who like uh, who like uh, that liquor, so <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, that was how we got to to know each other. Yeah, and shortly after the Rock Hearts Festival, Metal Four broke down, and we still kept in touch. Um, And the the guy who ran Metal 4 back then was a friend of mine, and I already thought about asking you to work for Metal and High Heels, um, but I didn't want to do this without his permission. So <laughs> I asked him, for the time that Metal 4 is down, can I ask Steffi to work for us? And when Metal 4 runs again, <laughs> then she can work for you, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and lucky wise metal four is still down <laughs> no they, no sorry for your metal four <laughs> they started a new um yeah. in between but i think they they didn't make it so yeah but that's how um i i got the permission to ask you <laughs> that's what i did <laughs> and so Steffi joined us in 2015 yeah late 2015 yeah 
somewhere but you didn't come awesome. but you didn't come with us to Belgium for the last mental female voices our third anniversary mm-hmm. but you did come with us in 2017 17 yeah. yes 17 mm-hmm. to uh, female metal voices fest after mm-hmm. we had launched our podcast so um, yeah so we then decided to launch a podcast and it was cool and um, there was also some preparation involved but it was so much fun um, We started, and one of the first episodes, I will never forget, was uh, we talked about mental health with Cassie, uh, who was also uh, so very kind to sing our intro, our jingle for the podcast. Uh, Cassandra Novell from Mercy Isle. As always, a big shout out to her and to the band. And yeah, we started doing that twice a month, and um, and in autumn of 2017, all of us three went together to Female Metal Event, yes, Female Metal Event in Eindhoven, and um, that was also so much fun. It was the last time we went, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, We skipped it last year, and I think we're going to skip it this year. Sad but true. Yesterday I was in Eindhoven with a with a good friend of mine once again, and then I just saw all the locations, our hotel. <laughs> I went there. Yeah, good memories. Our photographer Eve, she's the newest member, not in our podcast team, but for Metal and High Heels. So we have got now our own photograph. Photograph. I'll drink my second beer now. Oh, I also want to, but I have none. <laughs> you can go and grab one. Mm, and, no. and in between, I can cry because you're just so mean because of my old computer. <laughs> I'm not mean because of your old computer. I could also <laughs> a very old laptop. So <laughs> This computer did all the videos that you can see on our YouTube channel, or most of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Perfect. No, the laptop. Uh, well, but I had this computer in 2012 with me because I already did a lot of teasers and stuff like that. That's when I got it. It was brand new in 2012. So it's seven years old now. <laughs> um, yeah. It went through many... Um, I moved a lot with this computer and it took it to many places with me. So um, I should keep it as a kind of historical thing. If I will be famous one day and some people want to have a Pia Kim Sharpa museum, then they should definitely have this computer. Or right. you can auction it off for a lot of money. <laughs> I think that I will be important when I'm already dead because that's what life is about. Like Mozart and all the great people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so um, going back to the story and talking about our our photographer, Eve, that's that's a cool um, cue because almost exactly one year ago, uh, it will be one year ago next week, Pia and I were at Tusca Festival. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. 
in Helsinki. And that was also a lot of fun. It was my first time so far north that it never got dark in the summer. It was amazing. <laughs> it was an, a huge experience for me. Um, so we were at Tuska and suddenly I got a message from Eve. And we had already become Facebook friends because Steffi and I had seen her at a concert, at a Cellar Darling concert, if I'm not mistaken. And um, I had asked her if she ever wanted to to make pictures for us. And you always have to put Cellar Darling down. They're amazing, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't hear you. My computer is so old. <laughs> Come on. Anyway, so <laughs> I met Eve at this uh, concert. And... Um, And I asked her if she ever wanted to uh, take pictures for us or if we could ever feature her, uh, publish her pictures, her concert pictures. So um, she never said, really said yes and we didn't really stay in touch, but she added me on Facebook. And in June, uh, by the end of June of last year, she uh, wrote to me through Facebook and asked me if she could um, come work with us. And I was like, sure. A female photographer in our ranks. This is all what we're what we're all about. So, um, Eve started uh, started working with us, started taking picture pictures. Um, not even that. She already had so many concerts she was going to. So she just went to these concerts, took the pictures as, as she always does. But then she also wrote the live reports for those concerts. So that was really amazing. It has been uh, very good to meddle in high heels, and. Um, Yeah, we have we have also been to concerts together, which is even better. And um, yeah, she's not on the podcast, but she is very much part of our team. And yeah, shout out to Eve. Shout out. Shout out. She can't see me, but I wave anyway. <laughs> yes, Pia is waving for <laughs> for all of you who cannot see, um, and also for all of you who are listening to the podcast. Um, Before we continue with, with all of the present stories, maybe, um, you're listening to the Metal on High Heels podcast. Uh, wherever you're listening to us, please subscribe and you can find the show notes to links to everything we mentioned during the show and also to a very cool um, Spotify playlist, maybe, probably. For this episode? No. No. Okay. No. No Spotify playlist. Listen to the podcast on Spotify. And uh, many of our other episodes have uh, Spotify playlists uh, made by Pia. And anyway, you can find all of this at metal-end-highheels.com slash podcast. Uh, and podcast 50 if you want specifically this episode's show notes. And yeah, that takes us to the present day. Uh, or maybe to March of this year. Or maybe we should also, men also mention that we got together in Dortmund and my place in December of last year. We took some very cool pictures, or Eve took some very cool pictures of us, which you can see on our Facebook page and on our Instagram. Um, by the way, follow us. And uh, yeah, so that takes us to March of 2019, where I came here to uh, Ecuador, to Quito, and have been here since for three months and a half. 
my time here is almost over, but it's been great. <laughs> and your husband just came for a visit, right? Yeah, my husband was uh, here for two weeks, the first two weeks of June, and uh, we went to the beach so he could surf, and uh, we partied a lot, <laughs> and that was very cool. Yeah, and I just noticed I have to apologize as well, because it's been over a month since I saw Cradle of Filth and Lindsay Schoolcraft here in Quito, and I still haven't written about that concert. I am very, very sorry I haven't gotten to it. But I will try too soon because the photos that my friend uh, did from the concert are very cool. So I think I should really uh, post that or publish that article. And yes, that takes us once again to this one, our 50th podcast episode. It's so good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I remember our first podcast. I was so unsure what to say and... Yeah, I didn't like to speak English. I still do not like it the most, I have to say, and I'm pretty sure that my English is not the best. I'm sorry for that. But uh, yeah, I think it's very interesting how it how it developed, I think, in a good way. Maybe not the best, we're not professionals, but uh, it developed a lot, I think. After Yeah, I think when you when you listen to the very first episodes now and compare them to this one or the one before there is we we improved a lot yeah. that's that's true yes also technical wise because as people can see on the live stream the two of you have very professional microphones <laughs> 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 mine looks almost the same <laughs> so uh, that improved and we also got kind of drive into our podcast um, in the first episodes, you can hear that sometimes we just didn't know how to continue or how to um, to put all these ads for our other channels for YouTube and Spotify and so on into this podcast. And now I don't really think about it before recording. So I have some notes that I know what I want to talk about and that's it. So, um, and we have the the sheet in our Dropbox um, who says what in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. And that's help. it. And then we can just go on and everything works quite good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I think that was also the case for our uh, video interviews. The first ones, I at least was more nervous and um, it was more awkward, like listening to the other person answer and then checking my, my notes where the other questions were. But now eh, we can improvise it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I'm also working as a journalist in my day job. And um, it happens to me very often. I Mostly I don't have interview questions when I go somewhere and have an interview because I'm into a topic and I just start the conversation and then the questions just appear in my head and sometimes people ask me if I can send them the questions and I'm always like no, no. <laughs> questions. Yeah, yeah. what questions <laughs> what questions and it's more or less the same now so um, especially you Kiki I have the the impression that I can just say, okay, you will interview 
person x epsilon now and you are just like okay let's do it <laughs> let's see what happens and it just works <laughs> yes it does and i mean of course it's it works better when it's a band that i know um or that i know their history that i know their music that i know what they're doing then it obviously works much better or if i have time to do that research that's obviously better but there have been several times where where we're at festivals and we suddenly see a band and see and, and think oh my god it would be so interesting to talk to them like uh, was the case with morning sun the chilean band in uh, 2016's um, metal female voices fest mm -hmm. we saw them on stage and i was like oh my gosh they're south american I ha we have to talk to them and we didn't know them at all we had nothing planned nothing prepared and i went just like head first into it and I was like okay talk to us tell us who you are tell us all about your history and um, I mean it probably wouldn't work wouldn't be the same if it was a famous band that we suddenly have a chance to talk to them that second it wouldn't be the same thing um, but that hasn't happened yet so <laughs> we'll have to see <laughs> and uh, what's also special about Metal and High Heels is that we always tried and always will try to cover topics beside music so um, that makes it easier that even if we would have to interview the f the most famous band on earth we could just ask them what is their what are their thoughts about feminism or women's rights on the planet and stuff like that or sustainability and and everything or or spotify so um, we always try to ask different questions so that people um, get to know something new about the band. And many bands said, oh, I never had to answer that question or, well, that's a very interesting question. Or for me, the biggest compliment is when they have to think about the answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, not the standard one. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's exactly what I, what I was going to say. It's a huge compliment when our questions are met with um, that kind of appreciation or 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 also the the surprise factor you know because i think for a musician it must be it must be really tiring to do to do press for for a new album and of course everybody's going to ask about the album but they are a lot of times they are always the same questions like what inspired you and how did the songwriting go and who produced it and how do you work with them before and it's like okay uh no you, there is so much more to ask there is so much more to know um you could you could still be asking about the album but if it's some some i don't know if it's dealing about if it's dealing with i don't know present day politics or whatever then you can say okay your lyrics are this and this and um what do you think about that in real life or whatever i don't know Mm. Um, there is so much more to ask yeah. Yeah. there is also so much more to um, and also because you don't even have to ask specifically about an album or a song that they are promoting in order for them to promote their stuff you can also ask um, some more personal questions um, if they are respectfully and <laughs> in the you know in the safe polite zone for example Yeah, so that you can learn more about about those songs that you're listening to or, or that you will listen to. To learn more about the person behind. For me, it's always been very important to learn more about the artists, to understand what they are singing about or writing about or uh, talking about or whatever. 
Mm. A very, very great and long talk with a veterinarian at Tuska, Pia, I think mm -hmm. that was with you. And we yep. were there. I enjoyed that so much. It was such a very long talk without camera. It was not an interview anymore. It was after the interview and they just stayed with us and thought like, hey, let, let's talk. It's very interesting to talk with you and let's have a chat about, I, I don't remember the topics anymore, I have to say. <laughs> Lots of political <laughs> stuff, I think. Yeah. Uh, political and social, social topics. Uh, and I enjoyed that. It was just, it wasn't the musician anymore at that point. It was just a person with an own, with with their own thoughts and um, views, opinions, feelings, yes. views of the world. Yeah, exactly. That's what I want to say. Mm. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Um, and what I th what I think is also very cool is that people sometimes ask us if we could interview them because maybe <laughs> because they are tired of all these standard interview questions or <laughs> I also think <laughs> I also think that um, many of or that we have many fans who are musicians themselves who are interested in how do other people see business so I think What is special about Method and High Heels is also that the. It sounds weird when I say that the professionals are listening to us, but um, <laughs> um, but we cover so many topics beside music that they also think about, and I'm pretty sure that many bands have to think about what can I say in public or can I. Um, can I talk about my opinion towards topic, I don't know, about um, music business or about sexism or whatever. Um, and it, it's helpful to them to see that other musicians also talk about that. And I'm pretty sure that many musicians have more or less the same opinion about many things, especially Spotify, but also um, creative people are always more open to society and more sensitive so, um, yeah, so I think they are also more open to feminism in general and all the other topics that we covered throughout the years. I have one question to you, too. Um, mm -hmm. In the last times, month, years, whatever, I had the feeling that most musicians say sexism is not a problem anymore. It's just like when we ask, do you have any problems with it? Do you think the people are different to you but to your bandmates who are male? I think that changed in a in a better way, that they say, no, there is no problem anymore. Do you think that also? I don't know. Or maybe um, it were just, just the, the special persons who said, no, we in personal have no problem with that topic. Mm. I have an answer. Okay, you can start. <laughs> I think I think the women who say that are the ones with the most experience in the industry or with a very long uh, band history. I've heard for Jensen say that, say that or I have read about her saying that. I think Alisa is another candidate for saying that. Uh, 
Simon Simons of Epica probably they have been in the in their bands for so long or in the in the music industry and or they are so famous already that of course they are not encountering that problem anymore nowadays they are they're not being mistaken for the merch girl or the uh, guitarist's girlfriend they are over that so um, i also don't think it would be relevant to ask them about it But the younger bands, the newcomer bands, are still talking about that. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a topic of the past at all. Some people might have that impression, um, but it's always a very subjective uh, opinion based on life experience. And I think the more known the female singer is, the less of that problem she's encountering nowadays. And maybe that means also you could ask them about how it was in the beginning or how it was in the past or how they have seen that change in their lives. But that doesn't mean that there is no sexism in metal anymore. It just means they don't feel it anymore. I think there are two different things that mix a lot in this case. Um, I remember that Carolina from The Charm of Fury um, said that in an interview that she very often is mistaken as the merch girl. We also talked about that uh, with that drummer at Tuska Festival last year, if you remember. Yeah. Um, and the two different things are that, on the one hand, um, we are more used to see females on stage. I think um, that is something that developed through the years, and now people in the scene don't think, okay, you're a woman, it's not possible that you're on stage so that's something <laughs> that I think that definitely changed. So um, it's still special, but it's not impossible anymore. <laughs> And th the other thing is the general sexism. So um, maybe people recognize that you're the singer, but maybe they still say, um, get undressed when you're on stage or something like that. So that are two different things. <laughs> um, And I also think that the the real sexism also changed, that it got better, but it's not on a level where I would say, okay, now we are equal. So we are getting there. Um, women are not seen as objects that much anymore, but they still are seen as objects more than men. But this um, that's also something that people who are in the business for a very long time can or maybe they feel that it is that it improved because they know how it was 20 years ago and i'm pretty sure that the situation was even worse then for them and now it's so much better that they say okay um i can uh, people know who i am and people know that i don't get naked on stage <laughs> um And I think that it improved somehow, but it's not where it should be. Yes, that's also true. I also think, uh, going back a little bit to the, um, yeah, to the sexism in metal in general. Yeah, uh, what I was saying is, I also think it's also um, different to talk about sexism that female musicians live or go through, and. Another thing um, 
the sexism in in the fandom in the fan community um I mean, we we are also part of this community for a long time, but I do remember in the beginning, and sometimes I think sometimes it might still happen when you tell someone um, or when you tell another metalhead you're a metalhead, they start this gatekeeping gatekeeping behavior of um, oh really which bands do you like like which bands do you know like prove your knowledge to me yeah <laughs> and that's okay. like okay never got that no. <laughs> no. um, that's something that I'm really curious or I'm really looking forward to one of our next episodes when we will talk to two women who started a podcast about football or um, um, it would be soccer in the US so um, where you kick the ball with your foot <laughs> With your foot only. <laughs> um, and, with feet. Yeah. <laughs> and it will be very interesting. Um, I think we will talk about this topic a lot in that episode because um, it's also interesting to compare that to that community, to the fan scene of the football uh, clubs. Yes, I'm looking forward to that, um, to that conversation. And... Yeah, I think that happens a lot in the in the in the sports community as well. There's a lot of of these gatekeeping behaviors. But I think there are more female fans, or more and more are coming because of I don't know why. <laughs> because there are more women on stage, and then there are more women who are fans, and then the fans become musicians and stuff like that. Um, I think women get more and more visual in the metal scene. That's also why things improve um, sexism-wise. So it's not, you're not an alien anymore when you are at a metal concert. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah, that's why uh, representation is so important. It's very important for every one of us to see that is, to see diversity in every, um, in every aspect of life. So that um, when we are different, we can see we can still achieve everything everybody else does. Um, yeah, this is got very philosophical. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Damn it, where's my beer? <laughs> you just get a new one. <laughs> ah, yes. But that's something you can also see in general society. Um, as I already said, I... My day job is also being a journalist and one year ago I started to stop gendering um, in the magazine that I publish. Um, before that we only used the male form and now we, we not always use the neutral form but we are slowly getting there and we... We do a quite good job, I think, <laughs> in, uh, when it comes to this question. Um, and and I see more and more people doing this, more magazines, more newspapers, more people in podcasts, more people on the radio. Um, now that I think about that in a more conscious way, um, I see that women get more visual in every part of life and especially now 
um, also politics are uh, have this topic at least in Germany and I think also in other countries. So um, it's a very interesting time for feminists now, <laughs> and that's it's a very good way that we are going now. We still have a lot to do, <laughs> but um, things around us also change um, in the in the general society, not only in the metal scene. And just today I read a very interesting article of a woman who I would also call a feminist and she did something interesting. She, um, she didn't always use both forms like the male and the female form. She, um, she changed, so she mixed them. She talks about the general topic and when she gives one example, she talks about a man and the second example, she talks about a woman or if you would... In Germany, you have... Um, the professions are also divided. You're not a journalist, you're a male or a female journalist and she would just write a text and one year ago you would just have used the male form but she uses the female form instead. But she also... Um, the men are involved in the female form. <laughs> And she just mixed this, so that was very interesting. And that happens more and more often. Yeah, that's very cool, yes. Yes, and it's so important because that's how we, that's how our thoughts and behavior is formed. Language, yeah, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. forms our thoughts and behavior and then our behavior. So it's very important to to give language that that diversity and that variety that we want to to see in life that we want to see as equality or justice. So that is very important. Um, in my work here, because it is a campaign for uh, preven prevention of uh, violence against women, we also use a very German form of uh, language neutrality. We use the asterisk, even if that's not very, um, that's not the normal practice in Spanish but it works quite good in Spanish it's easier in Spanish than in German probably um, so that's that's super funny because sometimes people ask what's that and you get to tell them well it's our way to involve everybody and not just not just use the the male standard uh, convention and um, Yeah, that has translated also to my uh, personal private text messages in Spanish and sometimes even to what I say. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that, that is, it is very important and very, very good to do that. Um, oh, and uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this already, but um, my work team, uh, there's five of us. We're four women and one man. And we talk about uh, nosotras, so it's we in the female, the female form of we, yeah, when we yeah. talk about the team. So and it's normal in Spanish that if there is one guy, that you use the male form for the plural. The male plural, plural yes. Yeah. So uh, we go against that, and he's obviously um, he agrees. So <laughs> so all of that is fine, and uh, it's funny though. <laughs> Cheers to all the families out there. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, I also talked about that to Inga Gossama from the number zero when I was in Tokyo. Um, and 
we came to the point that change is or change begins in arts so that creative people start change in many many cases and i think after that comes language because language has a very very big impact on how we feel how we act uh, without that we notice it um, because when i started thinking about this topic if i mention women especially in my own texts um, in my own articles um, now I do this and when I read an article now where people don't do that I sometimes don't know if I if I am addressed <laughs> so I start feeling not addressed when they only use the male form that's something very interesting and that happened subconscious <laughs> subconsciously <laughs> Nice. So let's change languages more and more towards a gender-neutral form because only using the male form is very genderizing <laughs> because it's the general masculinum in German, at least, and I think um, everywhere else it's the same. Um, and the name general masculinum says, yeah, we gender. <laughs> So let's stop doing this and be neutral. Perfect. Amen. Mic drop. Bia out. <laughs> I think we should slowly come to an end, but mm -hmm. Steffi had a very good question, I think. Exactly. Um, I ask for your wishes of the future of metal and high yields. Do you have some musicians or... A specific band, specific festival you want to meet to visit. Mm, I have, I have to say. Um, I think, or for me, we are at a point where I can totally uh, be creative and do all the things that I want to do with this magazine. It's also an advantage for my job because I can uh, try things out try or see how things work um, uh, test technologies and everything that also helps in my day job um, and I did interviews with so many people that I wanted to interview no name pops up in my mind of a person that I want to interview or there were times when I wanted to interview Taya the former Nightwish singer but nowadays I have to say, mm, pff, no, <laughs> I would do it if she would ask me, but I wouldn't ask her <laughs> for an interview anymore. Um, so I'm very happy um, about the point where we are now. And my thought about something that I want to achieve just flew away somehow. So <laughs> I would um, hand this question over to Kiki and try to find my thoughts. <laughs> I was also thinking about something and I forgot, <laughs> but um, I think as a general goal, like you want to keep doing this, yes, keep yes. doing what we have been doing, uh, supporting women in metal in all of the areas. We have had very interesting conversations with women in metal business as well, not only musicians. My thoughts are back, so if you want to search yours, I can fill the gap. Sure. Fill the gap. Oh, fill the gap. Um, 
yeah, that's. Um, I feel the same. I want to go on with this stuff that we're doing right now. Um, and as we already said in the beginning, we did not go to the female metal event last year and there was no Metal Female Voices Fest. So we didn't meet the community in 2018. And I have to say that I somehow miss all the people. <laughs> and I'm already thinking about the possibility to meet them. Um, I think it's pretty sure that we will not report from the female metal event, but I also don't know the date of the event. Maybe we could just go there without going to the festival itself, but only to meet some people. I don't know. I would like to keep up with the with the whole scene that we were part of um, through the years. And I really, really have to say that I miss all the people because we didn't meet them last year. Very much. That is a, a cool goal. Um, yes, as I was saying, to be able to keep doing this, to keep meeting interesting people, um, to keep going to concerts and festivals <laughs> and reporting about it. Um, I also have a very huge crew laugh with the two of you <laughs> yeah me too I miss you girls a lot kisses and hugs and everything we'll meet. if you're back here we have to meet again and Sheffy and I will go to a festival together in a month yes. in a month still a month oh my gosh I thought that was like next week or something yeah right now the festivals are starting so I'm kind of um, a little bit jealous of the people sending pic or posting pictures of grass we will, we will right do now. Stories on, stories on, on, on metal metal Instagram about metal <laughs> Yes, please do so that I can so that I can watch. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I um, hopes and wishes for the future. I also don't have any any musicians that I want to want to meet anymore. I mean, everybody's welcome, <laughs> but. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm looking forward to all those people that we're going to meet that we don't know about yet. I think that are the people that are even more interesting than the big names in the business, to be honest. Sorry, I just burned our magazine for <laughs> all the big names out there. But, but well, I have one one wish. You already got it, but someone I want... Yeah, I, I was going to ask you this because you asked and I'm pretty sure that you have an answer to this question. <laughs> yeah, just a very short one. No, one day I I want I wish to meet Flo Jansen somewhere. Really? Oh, we already did that. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> Let's try to make that possible. Yeah. It's yes. I think so. Maybe, well, maybe not that time. Maybe not that easy. A few years ago, it would have been much easier, I think. Yeah, we met her, I think it was one week before they announced that she will be the new official Nightwish singer. Yeah. That was a time when maybe she had more for stuff. Mm. She uh, she played with her, um, with Revamp at the Metal Female Voices Fest. And we asked for an interview with her as the revamp singer. And um, she replaced Anity Olson at the, I think it was the US tour that night we had. But anyway, she just replaced her some weeks ago or two months ago. And it was not sure if she would be the new Nightwish singer from now on or if they would try to find someone new. 
So we also talked about that. And for all the people who are interested in Nightwish history or Florianzen history, you should definitely watch that interview. Um, and if you're not interested in both of these things, it's still very nice to see how big she is and how small Kiki is. <laughs> she, was wearing, a little bit mean. she was wearing high heels, like not very high heels, but high heels. And she's like already three meters high, you know, <laughs> at, at least. least. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. It is a great video. I'm going to post that on the show notes. And I think our biggest, biggest wish for, uh, I think I speak for all three of us when I say that our biggest, biggest wish for the future of metal and high heels is that everybody out there keeps watching, listening and reading and um, supporting us. Um, yeah, we also have a little merch shop where you can buy t-shirts and stuff like that. So if you ever want to support us, just ask us how you can. And um, yeah, of course you can support us by recommending the podcast and our social media and our YouTube channel and our website. And Yeah, bring us the love. <laughs> Share this podcast episode or any other episode that you liked the most. And let us know what was your favorite episode of this podcast. Because we did so many episodes, this is number 50. And I'm pretty sure none of us could name all the topics that we were talking about in the past two years. Yeah. So many hours of conversation. Yes. <laughs> Together and then... <laughs> just, just look how, how long we can listen to them. 30-hour playlist. <laughs> yes. Woo. Yeah, Spotify, right? Um, I have a, a final question to you. What would you consider your skeleton in the closet? Something, your, your I don't know, something embarrassing, not too embarrassing, of course. Um, I, I would say... I am a very huge fan of Eurodance and I like to party to 90s music. So. <laughs> oh, like in general. I thought you were asking about our biggest, I don't know, metal and high heel secret. Like when we were drunk interviewing people. <laughs> <laughs> I say start. I think that's, I think that's already public. <laughs> <laughs> It is. You can also tell me about your most embarrassing metal and high heels moment. That's also okay. <laughs> There were too many. <laughs> hey! Oh, you're talking about yourself. <laughs> um, yes, I think the first the first one that comes to mind when when I started talking about about that because people, you have to understand when we go to a festival of course we're working but we're also partying hard just as hard as we work <laughs> and that's very very hard that's double hard <laughs> yes because you have to work while drunk that's that's not easy it's not easy so um i remember us being on this ship at tusca festival last year <laughs> we we went to a press presentation from the omnium gatherum album which is a really cool album by the way um, and we were at this ship and I didn't know if I was drunk from the day before or from that day because they gave us a lot of beer and everything was not steady and I, I asked Kiki if everything also shakes in her head or only in mine and if it's the water or if it's 
my buddy. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I think we got there hungover. Yeah. We had a beer and we're back to drunk, like basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was Intensive. funny. No, but um, <laughs> but the, the the interview I'm talking about because luckily we didn't do any interviews uh, in on that boat. But um, <laughs> that would have been the most. The th the interview I think that was the most difficult was because I wasn't interviewing anybody. We were being interviewed ourselves mm. by Cassie at. Metal Female Voices Fest 2016. We were we just talked to her like, dude, we are celebrating our third anniversary and we would love for someone to interview us. Would you do the honors? Because we want to tell the story about the magazine and everything. And she was super kind and did it. But by the time she had time, because she was also busy, by the time she got she had the chance to interview us. We were already, we had already partied a lot. <laughs> and so when you watch this interview, um, refer refer people to this podcast because here we're telling the story, I think, much better than we could. Wait, let me just go to YouTube. Everybody can see on Facebook and delete this interview from our channel. <laughs> no, Kess did a really great job and it's super funny to see that. Yes. But I remember... Uh, Do I remember? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember not really being able to express my thoughts. Um, that was not cool. But we had a lot of fun. And it's still public, so. <laughs> so, yes, now, please, uh, let's, let us say goodbye because I really have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> okay, yeah. We'll see you. We'll hear you uh, next time and uh, talk about some football. Women in football. Yes. Yeah, but the next episode will be with Moran Magal. I think I now learned how to pronounce the name. <laughs> We had a, a chat with her a week ago, um, also about Israel, her home country, um, and her personal development, the music scene in Berlin and stuff like that. So it was a really cool chat and yeah... Um, You should definitely listen to the next episode. And the one after that will be about football, woman in football, I think, as a fan. <laughs> the female football fan scene. Yeah, I am not on the, on, the, on the next episode of the podcast, but I will be back to talk about football, women in football. And until then, everybody have a great time, summer. And talk soon. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned a lot about us. Uh, thanks to Cassandra Nova for the lovely jingle that she did for us. We already talked about that. It's based on the song Storm from the album Undying Fire. I think I got that by now because I said it <laughs> in the last episode. Okay. <laughs> um, and for other people who are on Facebook Live, I think you will see a lot of my desktop within the next couple of seconds because I have to figure out how to stop this stream. <laughs> so you can scroll down now. <laughs> There should be. Thank you and bye-bye. All right, bye.